Hello everybody and welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football. The Premier League is back, we're back with a Friday show. We've got Goldbridge as well, looking forward to that one. But also, what a massive weekend it is. It's Manchester City against Liverpool to kick off the return of football. And we don't get an international break until March, Will. That's something to get excited about this Friday. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. I don't think I've been this excited about Premier League weekend probably since the start of the season to come back with an absolute blockbuster of Manchester City versus Liverpool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. And uh, Birmingham, we've got Sheffield Wednesday and we might get a win, but I've just cursed it, so we're going to lose. Yeah, we don't want to know about Birmingham. I'll tell you what I do want to talk about. We're going to get straight into the Premier League weekend, but I do want to talk about a Premier League side that might be many people's, you know, people quite affectionate about this, this side. Are oh they God. falling off? Are they drifting back to mid-table obscurity? We're going to be talking about... No, piss off. No. Brighton, bloody United. You cheeky get. Anyway, let's get into the big game of the weekend. Manchester City against Liverpool. We're going to do a combined 11, actually, uh, which is interesting because I, I haven't done combined 11s for a very long time. But uh, first thoughts on this, Will. Massive, massive game. Top against second. Man City against Liverpool. We've spoken about the impact of the international break. Personally, I think this would have been better in a couple of weeks' time. But it is what it is. It's there to go. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I almost think since the Everton charges, I've become really like pro someone knocking Manchester City off even more. So this game, I think, has taken on extra importance. So I am going to really be back in Liverpool in this situation and I hope they can do it. We've got the combined 11 coming up. I just thought, you know, everyone does it. It's a bit old hat. But when you actually go through the Manchester City and Liverpool sides, I think there's some very interesting debate points where we could have a difference of opinion. But I was just trying to look into it. Like Liverpool haven't beaten... Manchester City in the Premier League since 2019 now. So Manchester City on a five-game unbeaten streak. So that's a bit of a a bit of a worry. Then I was like, well, where have Man City uh, lost this season? And the only games obviously were when Rodri wasn't there. He's back. So I am a little bit worried, but I do I do want those Reds to win. Yeah, well, look, if we're looking for positives, the Chelsea-Man City game, which was the last game before the international break, was an absolute stonker. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. So, look, hopefully we get that momentum into this. It did show a vulnerability of Manchester City. I think Liverpool defensively are a lot better this season. Um, it all comes down to, for me, this game will come down to, and we'll see, just where Liverpool are comparable to Man City. We know Man City's level, that we know that they're the best team in the league. How they got there is up for debate. We'll see what happens with those charges. But right here, right now, they're the best team in the world, to be fair. And it's where Liverpool are. Are Liverpool back? In which case, they should go to the Etihad and put a statement in. Are they on their way back? In which case, it might just be a little bit too soon for them, Will. Yeah, also, there's, there's some interesting injury news, isn't there? We're recording this on a Thursday, so we might get more news of it by the time this goes out Friday morning. But Harlan's a doubt. Obviously, De Bruyne is out. I think Stones is out. Walker might be a doubt as well. Um, so there is some interesting holes that could be in that Manchester City side. And hopefully, Liverpool can pick them apart a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, I think Alexi McAllister's back for Liverpool with a... Um, he, he had been suspended, I think, for the last game. Graven Burke might return as well. But Not. yeah, interesting, interesting what could be the case around injuries. Look, before we do the combined 11, I, as a Manchester United fan, am not ashamed to say that I would take a Liverpool win over a Manchester City win, which might shock people, and my ideal result is a draw. The reason I would go for a Liverpool win is simply to do with the Premier League title race. I still think even if Liverpool get a result at the Etihad, Man City will remain favourites until 
they can't technically win it. So for the good of the league, I think a Liverpool win just makes it a lot more interesting. Don't ask me who I'd like to prefer to win the league. I I haven't got to that stage yet. Yeah, I I also think the really interesting one, which we haven't talked about yet, is if Haaland's injured, fantasy football is wide open. Obviously, people will jump to Salah because of the rich vein and form of him, but this is your perfect week to have a pop, have a go. If you're low down in your leagues, put that captaincy armband on someone and take the risk and go for it because this is the week if Haaland's injured. Just looking at Man City's injuries, actually, I think Kovacic is out. Um, that Nunez they bought has obviously been out for quite a while. Uh, John Stones, you mentioned. Haaland is is debatable. Um, maybe Nathan Aki will be back. So, obviously, there's all the travel involved as well. What do you think? Uh, I've said what I'd prefer. You can tell us what you think is going to happen, Will. I actually, I, I don't know if I'm just sort of on this Liverpool train and I need to get off, but I think I'm, I am going to go for a Liverpool win. I think mm. the amount of injuries, are, as we sit here on Thursday, could pile up a little bit too much for Manchester City. Haaland is so crucial. People call him the tapping merchant, but he offers so much more for Manchester City than that. But I think, based off the 4-4 in the Chelsea game, it's a 12-30. I'll be watching. We want goals. I'm going to go 3-2 to Liverpool. Cool. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, let's do this combined eleven. Um, I funnily, funnily enough, I, I just want to draw. But if it's if you can't, if somebody said to me, if the footballing god came into my recording room now and said you're not having a draw, choose another alternative, I'd say yeah. I never knew you existed. But I will go with a Liverpool win. And he go, I can't believe it. You're a Man United fan. You want Liverpool to win against City? Yes, I do. But I want a draw. But you've said it's off the table. I'm having a chat with myself here anyway let's go combined 11 um or okay man city liverpool combined 11 uh i i, I would go allison in goal yeah i've got that um i think we both agreed just because of what he offers on uh, just some of the saves this season we spoke about him and our team of the season that we did a few weeks ago it's allison yeah. don't think we need much working out there yeah best keeper in the world i think uh right back um you've gone with kyle walker uh yep. i suppose I'd agree. I agree, actually, because I think Trent going forward is fantastic. But as I've said before, from behind, he's like an apron, wide open and exposed. Um, if he's not wearing clothes under his apron. You'd be wearing a, will you be doing the Christmas dinner in an apron this year? Not naked. But it, well, you said naked. Yeah, but look, at the end of the day, I agree with you on Kyle Walker. I, I do the stuffing at Christmas. That's what I do. And, and none of that. What about the talk. food? Yeah, here we go. Um, Centre-backs, uh, who have you gone with? Um, I've gone for a pairing of Virgil van Dijk and John Stones. Just for a bit of that yin and yang, a little bit different. I know Virgil van Dijk obviously has got great uh, ball-playing abilities, but John Stones with this new role, and the, the I know he's more of a right-back that comes in and the inverted right-back, but and I love an Englishman, he's from Barnsley as well. So uh, John Stones and Virgil van Dijk is my pair. I'm glad that you've gone with players that are injured because there are there are people that I, I would say are uh, a disgrace who would say you can't put John Stones in because he's currently injured. You've got to go with the current team on four. Oh, no. And I'm like, get out. If I'm yeah. well, 20 years ago when I was down the, the nightclubs and uh, oh, if, if something that took my fancy, um, nobody would come along and say, you know, wait till the end of the night when she's gone off with someone else and then pick what's left. No, yeah. at the start of the night, I'm going for what's best available and yeah. uh, I'm not dropping the standards. You, you are. And they're knocking you back as well. Yeah, you're going to get knocked back, but you know, you've got to have your standards. Um, yeah, I agree, Van Dyke and Stones. Uh, wow. Notable shout outs. Not really. I'm not a massive fan of Diaz. Mm, Vardy L's done okay. 
Akanji and Aki have done okay. Matic's all right. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Van Dijk and Stones definitely agree. Uh, left back Andy Robertson. I think we both agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Shut obvious. up, everybody who's going. He's out injured till January. We've already explained that. Um, midfield uh, holding midfield is really easy. You've gone yep. for it, surely. Yeah, uh, Rodri. Rodri, yeah. Um, McAllister's done very well, but um, yeah, I think I think in, in a year's time that midfield three of Liverpool could be up there once they've got that sort of big big game experience as a three, and that we start to talk them about as a unit a bit more because I've got an interview coming up at Newcastle a couple of weeks, and I was looking at that Newcastle uh, midfield three as well, and it feels like if you can control that and really dominate that and have the quality, but all the also the tenacity which Liverpool are getting in there, I think that's one to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, I uh, I well I've I've said it many a time on haven't on this podcast. Yeah. It's remarkable what he's rebuilt in that midfield. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne has got to be in there. I think we'd agree on that. Yeah. I, see, the... I've got I I left this slot open on mine. Um, I really want to get Bernardo Silva in here now. Yeah, I think you'd put him in. Put down. He plays down the right. Can play centre mid. Bit of a floater. So where I'd like to get him in, whether it's left wing or the other centre mid spot, and then you just say you're a magician. Go out there. And use your wand in which way you want to. Look, Liverpool fans, I think, are over the moon with what they're doing at the moment, and they've had a massive amount of praise from me and and, and some others around the the rebuild of that midfield. What Jurgen Klopp has done in such a short space of time is fantastic. But this is what this whole game is about at the weekend: are Liverpool yeah. there or are they not? And in the absence of knowing that, I think you just go with Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne, and Bernardo Silva as your midfield three because it's elite and. You know, the only other question is, would you, would you put Foden in there? But no, I wouldn't. I'd go Rodri, De Bruyne and, and Silva. And big shout out to Sir Bosley and Gravenberg and McAllister and, you know, the job that Liverpool have done. But at the moment, I think you've just got to go with that City three. I th- do you think in 12, say we're doing this in 12 months time at the same game, at the same point, do you think we'd be putting Sir Bosley in there? I think he is the one that's got the upwards trajectory. Yeah, uh, he's been. It's, it's interesting. There's a few contenders as signing of the season this season, and he's certainly there with people like Ward Prowse. And um, yeah, I think it's just a bit about it, it, it's it's the Liverpool story again, isn't it? Are they there yet, or on they are, yeah. or are they on the journey? Whereas Man City is, you know, Man City. It's like saying we're going to Cornwall for a stag do. Man City are there. I'm in St Ives. I'm here. Oh. But they don't know whether Liverpool are there. They might be there. They might not be there. Yeah. You know, they ring them up. Yeah, I'm in the pub. We're already here. Great. Let's have a pint. You ring them up. No, we're stuck in traffic on the M5. We're going to be a couple of hours. Yeah. Shout out to the Sloop in St. Ives, one of my most favourite pubs of all time. Uh, probably do a live show there one day. Yeah, love that. So, yeah, we've got a midfield three of Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. Uh, right wing, there is absolutely no doubts about this. It's Mo Salah. Yeah. I can't. I've got a very watch. good record against Man City as well. Yeah, I, I, looking back on the games as well, just to get, I, I know I said 3 2 and we were speaking about the 4 4 from Chelsea, Man City, but these games do produce goals. So hopefully we can get the best players scoring and just having an absolute goal fest. Striker, obviously Erling Haaland, no doubt about that. Yep. And then we left with left wing, which I think is up for debate, but I would like to put my hat in the ring and say, okay, he's not necessarily had the best season he was injured he's had a lot on his plate with his dad but i would go diaz because i think he is the he's the player i'd put on the left wing you could put gakpo there you could you could arguably put nunez there he's he gets a lot of assists he could do it obviously city foden grealish doku but for me i think that's a little bit too soon i think i think there'll be a load of hipsters 
saying Doku. Recency, hipsters, mm. but I go Diaz. I think Doku fits in the category of Sabozla. I think in 12 months' time, we could be having the chat of him and he could be an absolute yeah. staple in there. But it's mad to say that, but on the, especially on the left-hand side, where Grealish is operating as a £100 million player. Um, I'd like to put Grealish in there, but I'm going to put Phil Foden in there. Maybe not the most natural of left-wingers, but I've got to get Phil in this team. Great. OK, so there is one differential there. Who would you put as your manager? If you were having a combined Man City-Liverpool team, who are you going to as your manager, Will? So who do I want to... Who do I want to play for? Go into the training ground every week and have as my manager in the sense of like non-footballing terms. I would actually pick Jurgen Klopp just because mm. I want one of them big bear hugs. I love a hug. You hate a hug. Uh, but he'd be very warm and embracing. And I just think as an all-round guy, I'd just want him as a manager. Now, if I'm going after success, philosophy, changing the games, that relentlessness, it's obviously going to be Pep. But as I sit here today, for those reasons that are probably not football related, but I don't give a toss. I'm going Jurgen Klopp. What about if you had to sign for them and they were managing Everton and they said, I've got no money? Still going with Pep? Uh, no, I'm, you know, I mean, you've seen me play football. I'm going with Klopp. I think, you know, he can probably get me fit, but he can't make me a better footballer. So I can definitely run around for him and I'd be willing to. What about you? If I had to choose between Pep and Klopp, I've been quite consistent. It's Klopp every time. Uh, I I have a lot of respect for Pep, but I prefer Pep is the opera. Klopp is rock and roll. And you know me, I'm rock and roll through and through. Get me the red stripe and let's go rocking. Um, But no, I I think that Jurgen Klopp has more integrity. That's not Pep's fault. He's sort of born into it isn't he he's, he's yeah. like the prince william of, of football he's he's a nice guy he's respectable um but he's been born into that position he's he's walked into barca Bayern, man city a lot of money i'd love to see pep do it at a lesser club you know like Klopp did at dortmund like Mourinho did at porto but you know that's not necessarily his fault but i would choose Klopp over pep as my manager which means our combined 11, we're pretty much agreed here. Alisson, Kyle Walker, this is Liverpool-Man City combined 11. Alisson, Walker, Van Dijk, Stones, Robertson, Rodri, De Bruyne and Silva as a midfield. Salah, Haaland. I've gone Diaz on the wing and Klopp as manager. The only differential is Will went with Foden on the wing and Klopp as manager? Yeah, Klopp as manager. There we go. Lovely stuff. So, um, what a what a what a what a what a Premier League weekend we've got. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Well, we'll talk more of it now, actually, because we've got Goldbridge. But I did just want to bring in, um, looking at the weekend fixtures, there are some massively interesting ones. Uh, any take your fancy? Obviously, um, we've spoken Man City, Liverpool. We'll talk about Brighton in a minute. Tottenham Villa on Sunday, really interesting. Everton Man United on Sunday, really interesting. Brentford Arsenal could be interesting after an international break. You always want to be at home. Any, can you see any Newcastle Chelsea at three o'clock? That's a big one as well. There's some big games that are hidden in there. Uh, yeah, the, the interesting one with Newcastle Chelsea, we've got that at Saturday 3 p.m., which feels I like, I, I mean, I don't know why that's happened. And, you know, it goes into another debate that we've had about why we can't watch that legally on the television. But, uh, yeah, obviously, you the, as of now, uh, win-lose draws out with you and Ben Foster. So you, you've had a bit of time since Monday to reflect on your predictions. Uh, but yeah. Newcastle Chelsea, what do you think? Newcastle should have a few people back, but still ravaged by injuries. I think Chelsea are on an upward trajectory and Newcastle have got their issues. It really just comes down to me as to whether Newcastle can um, be in tune with that very, very intimidating St. James's Park crowd. 
Um, I, I fancy Chelsea to get a result based on form uh, and Newcastle are struggling. But Newcastle are almost going to go into underdog mode, aren't they? How they used to be two or three years ago, where it's you're at St. James's Park, anything can happen, rather than maybe the last year where they, they'd probably be favourites based on, on, on form and ability. Yeah, no, I, I I actually think it'll be a draw. I just worry, Chelsea just need to put this run of form together over six, eight games and then I'll be on the Chelsea train. But I think it'll be, Eddie Howe knows, like you said, how to galvanise this team. St. James's Park knows now when they need to get involved and get behind the team. And I think that'll have a factor on, on Saturday. So I'm going to go for Newcastle, Chelsea as a score draw. Yeah, I think I think I almost feel the same with Tottenham Villa as well. I think a couple of weeks ago, before the injuries, you go, "Oh, what a game this is going to be!" Tottenham are underage, doing absolutely incredible football. Oh, I do that. No, yeah, you rolls. I do that, please. He does that. You get jealous every time. But Villa are in the better form here, a bit like Chelsea, Newcastle, um, Spurs. Look, were terrible against Wolves. I know they they scored a very good goal, but then did nothing after that, and I. I just worry about Spurs with the injuries, the momentum. How does the fa- how do the fans feel? It's a massive opportunity for them to kickstart their season. They've got to get through December. There's loads of games before these injuries come back or they can do anything in the transfer market. Conversely, Aston Villa are very, very good, but have struggled a bit away from home. They've lost to Liverpool, Newcastle, Forest. So a tough one to call, Will. Um, I fancy Villa to score in that game, which might actually be enough the way Spurs have played against Wolves. Yeah, it's been well annoying, actually. I bought in Paul Torres as uh, centre-back in my fantasy team. and They've conceded some well silly goals. I think it was like Martinez scored that own goal and then was it Luton they were playing the other week and conceded a late one. If you're doing an Acker at the weekend, you love to find those sort of middle-of-the-road away wins ones. And I think you'd be back in Villa on this one just because of the amount of injuries that, that Spurs have. And I, I just think that Emre will be a better operator in this game and know how to pick that Spurs side apart. What do you think about uh, Everton, uh, Man United? Now, I'm really looking forward to this. I saw Everton have been getting the the banners ready, 38,000 banners against protesting against the Premier League points uh, deduction. I think it's going to be an absolute cracking atmosphere. If you're not a Man United fan, you are all supporting Everton this weekend because and Liverpool. Um, You you agreed with the points deduction. You what? Sorry, you agreed with the points deduction. Yeah, but you know, I like to stick it to the man as well. You know, I'm 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 versatile. You know, it de- it depends who I'm with, Mark. You know me. I'm I'm a fence sitter, and I sit on the right side of the fence when I need to. No, I, d- I do agree with it, but you know, I, I no, think it just ties know, into what we. What? I agree. I, I you know, if Everton fans want to protest, I I agree with them. Um, in the sense that everyone's got the right to protest, especially in relation to these sort of things. Um, ultimately... I think you can agree with the points deduction. Sorry, but also. Like one, and now Manchester City and the Chelsea mm. charges, we just know we're going to be four years, and it's almost yeah, like I two agree. cases, isn't it? Yeah, no, I do think that the the FFP has to have teeth, and I think if Everton have broken the rules, then there, there has to be punishment. But then on the other hand, I, I, if I was an Everton fan, I'd just be fuming that they've sort of owned up to theirs, they get points deducted and exposed, and then others don't own up to it and can just sit around winning trebles and stuff. It's yeah. Uh, I read a piece in the paper this week and it's funny because we mentioned this on Tuesday. We literally said the Premier League is losing its integrity and now the mainstream yeah. is starting to write pretty good articles about the Premier League losing its integrity. But uh, who, which way do you think that'll go, Everton United? 
Uh, I, th- I I really do think it'll be an Everton 1-0. You remember when Sean Dyche took charge um, and they played Arsenal and they were in a rich vein vein form and it was literally Everton 1-0, Tarkovsky from a corner or a free kick. And yeah. I think it'll be something similar to that. Okay, interesting. Well, I've done my preview on United Stand, so uh, you can check it out on there, everybody. Uh, which reminds me, actually, do not forget, you are very welcome to attend our end-of-year Christmas show in Manchester on December the 11th. Uh, Goldbridge Saves Football podcast, which you're listening to now, we've got a section within that show. Uh, we've also got the football fill-in, Ben Foster and Watto. There's going to be a bit of a quiz between us as well. Uh, photo opportunities, drinks. Uh, Santa's going to be there giving out presents. What? What's a photo opportunity? You charging twenty pound for a photo? No, just saying if people want a picture, they can do. You won't be busy. Don't worry. You can, you can go and hang around. <laughs> I'll be busy for about an hour after the show, doing photos and smiling with my with my with my groupies. But uh, I'm gonna be will... like um, Neil Warnock and carry around a, a bum bag with signed signed pictures in there as well, and just start hanging them out. Yeah, that's a waste waste of money. That is printing that out. Think of the trees. And ink. But yeah, so if you want to get yourself along, we've still got some tickets left. Uh, just type in uh, United Stand Christmas Show into Google and you will find it. Century Hall, uh, Manchester on December the 11th. We're looking forward to it. We'd love to see you there because there is going to be, I think I said before, if you're from the podcast, you've got to stand up and say, ultras, ultras, when we come on. All the people who don't know about the podcast will be like, who are these cool people? And it will be you lot shouting ultras. And we'll be there going, yes. No, they'll stand it. up and we can go, Get them out. They clearly had too much to drink. Please leave. Um, okay. So, look, I do want to do Goldbridge because I love this game. I love this game. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about Brighton very, very quickly because uh, okay. what we want to do on this podcast is save football. And, and and by saving football, you do it by creating interesting conversations. And I've heard nobody talk about Brighton, Will. And yet they are everybody's team that most people have an affection for. I certainly do. I was looking at them this weekend, a difficult away tie at Forest. They've dropped a lot of points recently and they are currently eighth in the league with 19 points, six points off Villa in fifth and really in danger, I think, of getting a bit cut adrift. When you look at their next few fixtures, they've got uh, Forest. They've obviously got this Europa League battle going on as well. Forest away, then Chelsea away. Then they've got Brentford at home, Burnley at home, Arsenal away and Crystal Palace away all before Christmas. So four tough away games. Um, their injury record as well. When you when you look at Brighton, it's 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 relentless. Welbeck out till New Year. March out till New Year. Um They've got Dawood, who's now suspended. Matoma isn't back until December, apparently. Estebanan, no return date. Milner, Dunk, no return date. Evan Ferguson, no return date. Um, I think Enciso is another one that's been out for a long time. It's decimating. And and I do fear for Brighton. I think it might just be a fall-off season. Yeah, we spoke about Brighton and and their expectations because last year they over-exceeded, but then you also come into that and and you won that again. I think it very much might be like West Ham last season or the season before when they won the Conference League. They had Mm. a terrible season. They were getting sucked into the relegation battle. But just when they got to sort of March, April, May, pulled the Premier League results back together, got a sort of 10th or 11th and obviously won a trophy. And, you know, and that's for me, that's what football's about. So if Brighton can replicate that and come out this season with a trophy, with their Premier League safety and back into Europe next season, 
I think that's still a success. It's just juggling all those players. And, you know, they have over-exceeded, not just in league position, but with the players and the turnover and, and keep on doing that. And at some point, that might not fail, but will could falter. And they, I, I think with everything in place there, they'll operate these waters and it'll be smooth sailing eventually. It's just, it's just a bit of a bumpy ride. I think it's just a shame, really, um, because Brighton is such a you know well-run club and a lot of people have got a lot of affection for them. And I think if they didn't have even half the injuries they've got, they would be right up there. But I just think, like you say, this season, it's looking like we're not going to get Brighton in the mix. I mean, you look at what Villa yeah. are doing and what Spurs are doing, and Brighton would probably have more experience than them based on last season to be up there. But I just think they've been massively, massively unfortunate. And I don't think it's a fall-off because they're not good enough. I think they are. I just think that, Europa League, the injuries, um, the competitiveness. I just, I, I, I can't see Brighton getting. I'd love them to it. I just can't see them getting back in the mix. I can see them sort of dropping round where West Ham are, sort of ninth, tenth, um, which, which is a shame, really. But uh, yeah, interesting. Get your comments in on Spotify as per usual, uh, and give us your thoughts on that, um, and uh, also give us your thoughts and comments on Goldbridge. Now we're back with Goldbridge. Uh, yeah. I feel I missed uh, uh, explain how this works. What's the scores on the doors, Will? Uh, so going into this week, it's uh, Goldbridge 10, Will 9. There was only one point scored last week. You were texting me crying your eyes out on Saturday morning. Going, I'm pushing a pole out. There's uh, too many injuries. I need to change my team. And I said, look, you're not doing that. That goes against the essence of the game. But you only, you only scored one point, and that was from a clean sheet from Onana. So terrible week for all. And you didn't get any? Bit. I didn't get any. Right. Right, right, right. Th- this right. is it now. Right. So Goldbridge works like this. It's a brilliant game. We have to pick between us five goal scorers from the weekend that can't be Erling Haaland. If any of your goal scorers score, you get a point. So even if one, if you if you say like Callum Wilson, he scores a hat trick, you get three points for that. We then have a goalkeeper. We have to pick for a clean sheet for another point, which is what I got with Anana. And then we pick a wild card defender, and if they score, bloody hell, we're having a party because not we've not had one yet. But you get three points for that. Anyway, when before we did it last time, I picked Nketiah and Wilson. And like a Pratt, I didn't check whether they were injured. So one of you great people put in the comments, which I read. Will never read them. He just goes, you know what he says? Peasants. I'm not reading their comments. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He didn't, no, the truth is he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know where it is. But um, so I said, well, this is not fair. And he says, you can't change it. You've already done it on the podcast. And I said, well, I can. I'm going to put a poll out, which I did on the Spotify. We, we put a poll out the other day, which I'll tell you the result of. 70% will said, yes, he should be able to sub them out. Yeah, what's, but what, I didn't. Where was his poll? On Mark, at Mark Goldbridge, Twitter. No, That's, it's on the bloody I mean, Spotify, what, which I read the comments. Yeah, the podcast called Goldbridge Saves Football. They're like, oh, sucking on your little udders for some little milky goodness. And I'm not well, I didn't it. swap them out anyway, but the reality is I should have done. And I, anyway, justice, I still, with... With only technically three goal scorers picked, I still beat you one. So it's 10-9. Um, just, just just, before we go into this and we start going through our picks for this week, because I'm, re- mm-hmm. I've actually gone hard um, in relation <laughs> to my picks here. Um, because I thought I was going to be losing. I didn't realise I was 10-9 up. So I've gone like really thought, my, thought, thought this through. But on Spotify, please do leave us your thoughts and your comments on everything we've spoken or any ideas you've got for any topics you'd like us to talk about on Tuesday really do it's really vibrant on our Spotify comment section um but we also do a poll every week so just to catch you up on a couple um we said who is the better set piece taker Trent or Ward Prowse which way do you think they went Will 
Uh, I think they got Ward Prowse. Seventy percent Ward Prowse, thirty percent Trent, which is probably a little bit more than I thought it would be, but I, I would agree with that. Also, I asked them after Tuesday because we discussed it. Who will be top at Christmas? Um, who do you think they went with? Man City. Yeah, fifty-three percent went Man City, twenty-eight percent went Liverpool, and seventeen percent went Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal get mm. Arsenal being forgotten a little bit. Brentford at the weekend, I think I think that'll be a comfortable win for them against uh, Brentford. Will? Yeah, no, I agree. I think Arsenal will do it, and I think they'll start to get rolling a bit more now. Well, it, it is interesting actually when you mention that we're going to do Goldbridge, of course, but this is a preview of the weekend. Arsenal, um, Brentford away, uh, Wolves at home, Luton away, Villa away, Brighton at home. Liverpool away, West Ham at home. So they have got a tough run of fixtures, to be fair. Yeah, okay. Villa and Liverpool are the toughest ones there. Yeah. Okay, let's do the um, let's do Goldbridge. Do you want to go first then with your first goal scorer prediction and what game it's in? Uh, Mo Salah, Liverpool versus Man City. Uh, so I've got that. Yeah. Well, you said it first, so that means I've got to swap out Salah. Yeah. Fucking Pratt. hell. Yeah, have that. Okay, now. All right, okay. Well, it's quite, to me, son. Yeah, it's quite easy to do because I'm just going to change it to uh, Alvarez City. Right. Interesting, yeah. Okay. I've just completely, from me I've got completely 180 there. Three, 180, yeah, nice. yeah. Not 360. That's about where you are. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that. Burnley West Ham, I'm going old, trusty, reliable Jared Bowen. It's me. What if? What if you pick someone of mine? It's meant to be me next. All right. All right. On. You, you go then. You, you, no, you're going first. Go on. You do all five. Yeah. Yeah. Jared sense. Bowen. Yeah. Okay. Might might be injured, but uh, shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? No, I think he's fit. Yeah, I think he's fit. Go on then. Who's your third? Oh, you. Who's your second? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, I've cool. gone for. He's playing away. It's against Fulham. Polina is apparently. Injured or suspended on Monday night. I've gone Huang Hee Chan. Oh, you! I've, I've given you that before, so you not even on your radar. So you've took that from me in the past. No, I haven't. Um, I played the game. I watched the game. I know what I'm on about. Um, I've even I know Polina's out as well, which I thought, oh, that weakens Fulham. FPL listeners yeah, will be going. Goldbridge knows his stuff. He's looking at injuries in the opposition side. Yeah, You're right. right. We, can, we can all go on the websites. Um, Luton versus Crystal Palace. I'm going for Carlton Morris. I've backed him a few times. Oh. It's almost getting in that defender tactic. I, I I do think Luton will beat Palace this weekend. He's not going to follow you on Instagram and he's not going to let you wash his car. You're obsessed with bloody Clinton Morris. You've got more chance of Clinton Carlton Morrison. Morris. What? <laughs> I love them both. I'll Who? do a double washing of Clinton Morrison and Carlton Morris's car. Oh, Carlton Morris, that's it. Well, I see, I don't even know who he is. I don't know, I do really, but I'd never pick him. My third pick is, again, thinking outside the box. He's back, he's fit, he's playing against Brentford. I think they're going to win. I think there's going to be at least three goals for Arsenal. I've gone with, I was going to go Saka, but I've done it so many times. So I went with Gabriel Jesus. Gone religious. I need points. Points mean prizes. I'm going Bakayo Saka. That's your pick four, yeah? Um. Okay, uh, pick, far, pick four for me. Um, it is a weird one because I don't mind if he doesn't score. Um, it's one of those ones where they say don't bet on your own team because then you get double disappointment if they lose and your bet doesn't come in. I'm going mm-hmm. Calvert-Lewin at Goodison Park against Manchester United. Okay, very interesting. Mm. I'll finish things off with... Uh, I'm going to go for a bit of a wild card here. I'm going to go for Dominic Solanke 
got two the other week against Newcastle. And I think they'll score against Sheffield United. So Dominic Solanke for my fifth and final. I respect that. I'll put some respect on that, bro. I quite like that one. But well thought out. Um, this might be a bit obvious, but not. I, I dropped a little bit of a spoiler earlier on. People will go, yeah, he did mention this earlier. I fancy Villa to score against Spurs away from home. I'm going to go Ollie Watkins. Yeah, piss poor from you to finish. No respect from me on that. Um, just for me, defender, I'm going for Tom Lockyer for Luton against Crystal Palace. And clean sheet, I'm going Jordan Pickford, uh, Everton versus Man United. Mm. Could be a good pick, Pickford. Uh, I'm going to go second goal in a in, in a row for this defender, Thiago Silva against uh, Newcastle at St James's Park. I'm going to go for him from mm-hmm. a corner. Got a feeling. And I'm a goalkeeper. I fancy I fancy Arsenal to get a clean sheet against Brentford, so I'm going to go David Rea. You know what happens now? He'll pick fucking Ramsdale. Bloody do it, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think you are getting better with the accents, actually. that that's, that's probably your best accent, the Cockney one. Oh, yeah. Skin and blister, mate. You know, get, get up the apple and oh. pears and down those stairs. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Lovely stuff. We'll, I look forward to the... Well, look, I look... I, I'm very happy to have the Friday show back and I hope everyone's enjoyed the show because there's no bloody international breaks now until March, which means we yeah. can just talk about proper football all the way through the festive period into 2024 and all the way to March, um, which is just great. I'm, I, I cannot tell you, Will, how happy I am when that third international breaks out the way. Uh, it's just yeah. a relief. It's like uh, you, you're on Route 66, you know, you've got to fill the car up with petrol, you've got to go to the mechanics, and then you've got to get your food provisions. You've done that, and now it's plain sailing, driving Route 66. It's like Friday afternoon at work. You can feel it. it you can feel yeah. it's there. You don't want to go in the work toilets. You get home, you get upstairs, you lock the door, and you let it all out. It's like a yeah, fat, satisfying big turd. Yeah, lovely. But the bigger, the better. And if you can get it poking out the water, then you're really going to have a good weekend. Oh, well, we took it too far. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, listening, sorry. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget our Christmas show on December the 11th. We would love to see some... Uh, um, uh, Get me words out. Ultras. Saves football. Ultras. We'd love to see you there. So get typing into Google uh, United Stand Christmas Show, December the 11th in Manchester. There is a section there for you. And we would love to have you there. Um, We've loved having you here today. It's been a cracking show, previewing this Premier League weekend. Leave us your comments as per usual. And on anything we spoke about that you disagree or agree with, you can play Goldbridge as well. Get your five in. I read them, Will. I I read the five and then I actually go back and have a look. You don't, you don't even know how to get there. You didn't even know where the poll was. Um, and of course, if you've got any ideas for future shows, let us know. Will, final thoughts from you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to seeing you all there on the Christmas show. Um, get the ultras going, win the quiz, put a, put a flag in the ground and say, this is Goldbridge Show football and we will not be moved. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks everyone for listening in. Have a fantastic weekend, whatever you're doing. I'll be on that's football actually. I've got uh, Man City Liverpool watch along and I think I'm gonna do Newcastle Chelsea. I completely forgot it was at three. Double double oh, double double bubble. Um yeah. Thanks for watching. Speak to you later. Mm-hmm.